Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. Let's get in the Word of God now. Let's go into 1 Peter chapter 1. We're talking about our redemption. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 18. Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit, in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. The Bible says in verse 18 that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, but it also tells us that we have been redeemed, in verse 19, by the blood of Christ, the Lamb of God, without blemish, without spot. And the Bible tells us that this redemption that we have, what does it mean to be redeemed? It means to be bought back. It means to come back into ownership or, in this case, an understanding of being brought from dead or death back into life, back from a place of separation from God to a place of unity, to a place of justification and of righteousness with God, a place where we now have fellowship with God. Before, we could not fellowship with God because outside of Christ, there is no fellowship with God. But in Christ and by that Lamb by Jesus Christ, whom God sent into the world to redeem man because of man's sin through Adam and his transgression, God has redeemed us back now into right standing with him through faith in the blood of Jesus Christ, through faith in what God has done for us in him. You know, it's so important today that we understand redemption. You know, when you get a hold of what God has done for you in Christ, you are then empowered to live your life above the things of this world. You begin to understand what God has done in him and what God has done in you Through your faith, by the hearing of the word of God, by you believing upon that which you've heard, God puts in your spirit that substance that now you can stand, that you can walk in because it's a spiritual thing. Faith is spiritual. The Bible even tells us that we have the same spirit of faith. And so faith is not something that we just hope will happen Or that we're just kind of blind going into something? No, that's worldly faith. Faith is not blind. Faith understands the will of God. 
the purpose of God. That's what faith is. Faith understands the will and the known will and the purpose of God. When you have faith in the redemption that God has done for you through and in Christ, which what the Holy Spirit does is what God did in Christ. The Holy Spirit makes makes it a reality in you. It is not something we're waiting for. It is something that God has done right now already in Christ. And God has brought us back from a place of separation from him, a place where we have lost the dominion in the spirit, where Adam had turned that dominion over to Satan, which God had given to Adam. So God, through Jesus Christ, because God needed a man to redeem man. Because a man sinned, God needed a man to redeem man. Because God set an order of things. And when God sets that order, when the law of that order is set, then we can't change that. Now, my point being is is that what God did was he took Christ. The Bible says the word of God was clothed with flesh. Became man that he might redeem man. And so when God sent his son, I like what Galatians chapter 3 says. It says here in verse, I want to just kind of read just for a moment here, just real quick. In verse 13, it says, For Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for as it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now the Bible says that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. When God told Adam in the garden, he said, Do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. From the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. Or in death you will die, or in dying, you will die. Because when Adam transgressed the commandment of God, he turned that dominion over, and he fell from the, if I can say it in this way, he literally fell from the presence of God and the godliness which he had already obtained through God He lost that godliness. He was still in the image of God because God created man in his image. Do you remember that in in the book of Genesis chapter 1? The Bible says, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Well, he lost the likeness, but he kept the image. It wasn't just on the outward man, but it was the inward man. Because God breathed life into that man. God put himself. God breathed himself in there. He didn't do that with any, all the other creatures. He didn't do that with anything else but man. And I think it's very unique how God did everything with purpose. You know, when God created the heavens and earth and everything in the earth, on the sixth day, he created man. He didn't create man on the first day because man knew he had to walk on water. He didn't create man on the second day or the third day. no. He would have done those things and created man before 
He created everything for man. You see, God created the heavens and earth for man. That man might have dominion over the works of his hands. That he might have that dominion because that's what those things were created for, was for man. Satan is not a man. Satan came in illegally into the realm. Even though he was cast down, he came in and deceived man. Adam transgressed. And from that time until the time of Jesus, no man could be made righteous. No man could be redeemed. Now we know that Abraham, through faith in God, because he believed God, it was accounted unto him for righteousness. His faith was accounted unto him for righteousness. But there was no redemption. Abraham wasn't redeemed. Because he didn't have a change in his spirit. This is what we read right here in the book of Peter. Where he said, in verse 22, he says, Since you have purified your soul in obeying the truth through the spirit, in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. Having been born again. How do we become born again? Not of corruptible seed. That's the seed of humanity. That's the seed that was in Adam. But incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. It's so important that we get an understanding that we, through Jesus Christ, have been redeemed. Galatians 3.13 says that Christ has redeemed us from the curse. That curse that came because of the sin nature that's in man outside of Christ. The curse is upon the world outside of Christ. But the blessedness, the Bible says, is upon all of us who, through faith, have been born again, that have received the Spirit of God into our hearts, and we've been changed because what the Spirit of God does is just like what what He did in the beginning. You know, When God created the heavens and earth. The Bible says the Holy Spirit was moving upon the face of the earth. And God said. So the Holy Spirit was moving. Waiting for the word of God to be spoken. And when the word of God was spoken. The Holy Spirit went to work. And he did his part with the word. He always confirms the word. He he follows the word. He produces the word. He's that which comes and works in us for the regeneration of our spirit as we have received the word of God. When you receive the preaching of the gospel, the word of God into your heart, when you hear, when you receive it, you believe upon it, and you let it get into your spirit, the Holy Spirit begins to take hold of your spirit by the word of God in you and changes you. Completely. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, it tells us that through this change, when you receive, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that if there's any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. You see that? This is what the Holy Spirit will do. All things are passed away. All things have become new. It's so important today that as you hear the word of God, the anointing that is 
here in the preaching today, the word of God that is coming into your life, see it goes into your ear gate, but it gets into your soul, your mind, it passes through your mind, it gets into your spirit. And when you receive the word, it's not incorruptible. I mean, it's not corruptible, it's incorruptible. The word of God is incorruptible. And it begins to change you into that image. Today, according to our redemption, I pray that God's going to shed the light of what he has done in Christ into your heart today. And that you might renew your mind and you meditate on those things. You begin to say those things. You begin to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You see, your soul will battle against, you could have religious ideas, other words, other ideas, people's ideas coming into your mind. But if you'll get the word of God on the inside of you and you believe the word of God because it is the word of God, it will begin to change you and you'll begin to walk in that which you understand and that you know in the light of the knowledge of God. You'll begin to walk in that light. You begin to walk in the light of the word of God. You know, Revelation chapter 5 verse 9 talks about those who have been redeemed. Revelation 5 9 says, and they sang a new song saying, You are worthy to take the scroll, speaking of Jesus, and to open its seals. For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. You see that? This redemption is for every person. This redemption is what God has done for us through the blood of Jesus Christ. You know... Isaiah prophesied. Jesus spoke it. And I love the understanding of what came out of the prophets concerning the promise of Christ, the seed, which is Christ. Matthew 4, 14 says this. It says that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet Isaiah saying that the land of Zebulun and the land of Nepali, by the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And upon those who sat in the region, a shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He said, Repent. Jesus spoke this, talking about himself, talking about the word, and that the message that Jesus preached was that the kingdom of heaven is now, is at hand. Here it is. What does it mean? We know that God rules from heaven, but he has his ambassadors in the earth today, which you and I are that are in Christ. We are declaring the coming of our king who will set his throne upon this earth and he will rule the nations, the Bible says. And it's so important today to know that our king is coming and he's coming soon. And he's going to do away with the God of this world. And those who have refused or rejected Christ and the seed which God has given, they will also be with their father in that last day. But God is not their father. And we must today 
preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. For that reason, because of the love that we have for humanity, for the love of God that is shed abroad in our heart compels us to preach the good news of Jesus Christ. So that men and women will be able to come from out from under the dominion that is in the nature of man outside of Christ. The curse that is in the earth. Because let me just say this. The closest thing that a person will have to heaven outside of Christ is this life right now. But the person in Christ, the closest thing to hell they'll ever have is in this life right now. Glory to God. It is so important today that we understand the message of redemption. Look in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. The Bible says, He has delivered us. Colossians 1, 13. He has delivered us. I like that. That's past tense. Not waiting for, but past tense. He has delivered us from the power, the dominion, the authority of darkness, and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Some translations say the son of his love, speaking of Jesus, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. You see, I want you to just read that again. Get this scripture in your mind as I speak right now. Because without Christ, there is no forgiveness of sin. Without the washing of the blood, the regeneration of the spirit and the word of God into your heart, there's no forgiveness of sins. No matter if we, how good we are, no matter uh, what we do or haven't done in this life. We receive the salvation of God through Jesus Christ. It is not based upon a religion. It's not based upon what man's traditions and religions are. It is based upon the receiving by faith what God has done in Jesus for us. And what is faith? Faith is believing upon the gospel of salvation. That is that God sent his son because God loved us so much. He sent his son to redeem us from the state of separation and life and the knowledge of knowing him and in relationship with him, delivered from the relationship of the world. And we're talking about the cosmos where, where we talk about the realm of Satan, the God of this world. Not the earth, not the globe, but the nature of sin we're talking about, which is death and separation and destruction. The Bible says that he has redeemed us from that and he's translated us out of it into the kingdom of his dear son. Uh, another place in the Bible says the kingdom of light. There's a kingdom of darkness and a kingdom of light. And in darkness, things are it's blind, it's hid, it's away from God, it's separated from the life of God. The Bible says that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. And today you might even sense, you might be a believer today, and you might sense darkness in your mind, in your, in your, in your life, in your flesh. But listen to me, the Bible says that you can crucify your flesh. 
You can renew your mind. You don't have to obey it in the lust. You can, because you have dominion over that. The world, they sin because they're sinners. Because that's the seed, that's the nature, and that's why we preach the gospel. Each and every one of us. I was a sinner. God saved me, redeemed me through his blood, faith in his blood. And that righteousness isn't a righteousness of good works or something we have done personally, but faith in what he has done for us. For God sent his son into the world that he might redeem us, save us, rescue us out of the kingdom of darkness. And the kingdom of darkness doesn't have authority or dominion or power over you. No, the Bible even tells us in Ephesians chapter 1, it tells us that God raised him up. God made him to sit in heavenly places. I'll tell you, that's a powerful scripture. Why don't you just look at this? I'm going to just look it up real quick. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. We'll be again reading there. Understanding our redemption. It says, therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. That sounds like Peter, what we read in Peter a while ago, about purifying your soul and that you've been born again, not of corruptible seed, through faith in God. Verse 16, 16, he says, Paul wrote, he says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Verse 18, that the eyes of your understanding, this is your spirit, man, this is, this is an understanding, this is uh, being enlightened, that means the light is shining into your heart, into your mind today. This is what he's talking about. Through the knowledge, through the revelation that the Spirit of God, the Spirit of wisdom is going to give that to you right now. That you might know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? That is the redemption. This is the born again. This is the new creation that we're talking about. And the blessing that has been transferred through the Spirit of God and the Word of God upon us and in us. Verse 19, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? You see that? Who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, Far above all principality and power, might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. Now look in verse chapter 2, verse 4. It says this, it says, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, that's that sin nature, dead to the life of God, dead to the relationship with God, dead in knowing him and knowing his spirit, knowing uh, the, the salvation, dead in, in, in darkness, made us alive together with Christ. By grace are you saved. Verse 6, and raised us up together. Now this is important. And made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, 
He might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. You see that? It's by grace through faith that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. It's, it's the gift of God. Come on, we need to receive the gift. Receive his gift today. Verse 9, not of works. Not of works, lest any man should boast, you know. Well, here's what I've done. Here's what I know. Here's what I, here's what I, here's what I. I'll tell you, I, there's a lot of stories I, I can tell you on that. Spiritual pride in religion is very deadly to a Christian's walk. It it cuts you short in righteousness, that's for sure, in many other areas of your life. Verse 10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. So it didn't say that we earn our salvation through good works, that we're doing something to uh, buy good works to to say, okay, we, we are saved. No, because we are saved, we do good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, if you notice something, the Bible tells us that we are seated together in heavenly places in verse 6, in Christ. If we're seated together in Christ in heavenly places, that means we too are far above all principality and power, might and dominion. In every name that is named, this is why we have the name of Jesus. That's why he's given us his name, the Bible says. Because this is our place in now in this life we're no longer in in the kingdom of darkness but we've been seated together far above satan all the demons and all the principalities and all of those things they're not way above you you're above them oftentimes we're trying to fight through those things whenever god says no they put he's put those things under his feet You want to give a message to the devil, write it on the bottom of your shoe because that's where he's at. He's not over you. He's under you. And you have dominion. You have to walk in that place in Christ. You have to know that redemption that you have because this belongs to you in Christ because Christ has redeemed you. Christ has brought you back. You're not begging uh, God to do something? No. He has done something in you and now he has seated you to get together in Christ. He's raised you up with him. He's given you the authority in the spirit. And you have the position in Christ. The legal place through the blood of Jesus and the name of Jesus to do what God says. To, to walk in that place. To be able to do the works of Christ. As well as to live your life redeemed from the curse. I tell you, that is so important today. So many Christians still see themselves cursed, trying to get free, trying to get free, because they do not know what God has done for them, that they have been redeemed from the curse. We need to take our place in Christ and take your position and your authority that is in him, that he's given to you, because he has that authority. That's why Jesus said even to his disciples when he sent them before he, uh, after his death and before he, he, he raised up on, uh, into, uh, from the resurrection, before he uh, uh, raised, went up into heaven, the Bible says he told them to go into all the world and preach the gospel. He said, all authority has been given unto me. 
Now he told them, now you go. And whatever things you say, whatever things you do. Listen, the Bible says that he's going to be doing the work. It's not us that do it, but he's doing it because we are with him. We are in him and he is in us. We have the name of Jesus. And that's a beautiful thing. We need to have this understanding today in the body of Christ. So important. How that we've been reconciled unto God. Romans chapter 5, verse 6 says, For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. Now, the ungodly are the ones without the likeness of God. The ungodly means there is no godliness. Man is created in the image of God. But what man lost in the death and separation with God was his likeness, which was the godliness and the relationship and the oneness he had with God. In the spirit, because you are a spirit, you're a lot more than what you see in the mirror and what you think in your mind and your emotions. Your emotions shouldn't lead you. They are a benefit to you. They can be. But let me just say this. We have to walk by faith. What is that faith? Faith is the knowledge, the known will of God that you have in your spirit of understanding of what God has done for you in Christ, what he's done to you and in you by the spirit and the word of God. And so we need to understand today that we're no longer ungodly, but we have become, look in verse 7, it says, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Oh, praise you, Lord. See, you can't, you can't do things to make God move on your behalf. No, he moved on your behalf before you did anything right. In his eyes. He moved on your behalf when you didn't know him when you rejected him, when you didn't believe upon him. He still loved you. And he still loves you today. Oh, it's so important that Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood. We shall be saved from the wrath through him. For if when we were Enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. Much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. What does that mean to be an enemy? I want you to just keep that right there. Look at that scripture for a moment. What does that mean? Well, a person who is not born again, a person, well, they might say, well, how am I enemy, you know, with God? I, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily believe all this, but I don't see myself as an enemy of God. Well, Whatever you support, you are connected to. Whatever you are, that's what you are connected to in the spirit. This is why it's so important today. We don't want to play games here because you want, if you believe there is a God, then believe that God loves you and that he sent his son that you might be saved. Receive that today. Come out of the other camp of darkness and come into the camp of light. Come out of the kingdom of darkness and let God translate you in the spirit right now into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. The kingdom of God. 
that comes through the acceptance of what God has done for you by faith. You receive the work that God has done in Jesus when he was crucified on that cross. He became sin because that man, Jesus, had to become sin because man was sin because that's what a sinner is. He is sin. Outside of the blood, outside of the regeneration, outside of the washing away through the blood of Jesus Christ, which is received, man is sin. Separated from the life of God, separated from the knowledge of God, separated from knowing him. It's not enough to think that there is a God. It's not enough to think there is a higher power. Because that doesn't equate to faith in God. Having faith in God and having a knowledge of God and having a relationship with God. God wants to save and deliver us out of the sin, out of the kingdom of darkness. See, when we think of sin, we think of the acts that we commit. No, those acts that we commit are because of the nature that's in us, the sin nature that's in us. That's what God wants to do away with. God wants to put his godliness, his life back into you. For some reason, somehow, some people think, well, I'll have to stop doing all the things that I like and enjoy and have fun with. No, you're going to find out there's going to be things you don't want to do any longer because you walk with God because you have a new nature in you, because you don't have the sin nature in you. But if you love the acts and what the lust feels and gets out of momentary just satisfaction, but even, even in those times, there's a lot of resentment and hatefulness and so much other things that goes on that you do not like, even that you don't like about yourself. Why don't you let that go? And you'll be, begin to find the life and the liberty and the freedom and the relationship with God. I tell you, you'll wake up to a brand new day. In God, you'll have joy and peace, and you'll know that you're in right standing with God, not because of what you've done, but because you have faith in what he has done. And God has redeemed you out of this world into his kingdom, into the kingdom of his dear son. Oh, thank God. The Bible says in verse 11, and not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. So God, through Jesus Christ, brought life to all those who believe upon him. They receive salvation. John 8, 12 says this. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. I tell you, there is light in life. There is life that this world can't give you that, comes from the, that happens to you on the inside. That now you have access to God, the Bible says, through the blood of Jesus. That you can have a relationship and know him and he know you. Oh, what a beautiful thing. What a wonderful thing. The Bible says we have access through that veil, which is to say his flesh. It's so important today that we learn our access, our redemption, understanding that God did not come to make bad people good, but he came to make dead people alive. Now in Christ, we are no longer dead in sin with that nature, but now 
in Christ through receiving what God has done by the blood, the sacrifice that God has made through his love for us. We are now alive from the dead. Oh, glory to God. Alive from the dead. I want us to look again in Colossians 1.13 just for a moment. It says, he has delivered us from the power of darkness. Translated us in the kingdom of his dear son. Look at 14. In whom we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins. Verse 15. For Jesus. He is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things. And in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things that he might have the preeminence. Our redemption. I'm going to begin to teach what is in redemption for us now, today, through this series. There's some great things. Understanding what we've been delivered from, understanding what you've been delivered into. For God said that he delivered us out of the kingdom of darkness, out of the power of darkness, translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So what is the into? We, many people live in the, what it is today, out of the darkness there are so many people, in, and you, you recognize a lot of things that's in there. But over here, what have you been brought into? What do you have today in your redemption? What do you have today in Christ? It's not just to get to heaven one day. Thank God that our citizenship today is in heaven, through the kingdom of heaven. That's our citizenship, in the kingdom of heaven. Not just the place of heaven. Not in God's realm, but necessarily. But we are in the kingdom of heaven. Here on earth, right now, that's what Jesus preached. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And today, what is our rights of citizenships in the kingdom? What do we have? What position, if we, we say that all principality and power, if we say that they're under his feet, they're under our feet, that we've been given a name which is above every name that is named, that at the name of Jesus, you know, there's power in that name, authority in that name that you have, that you possess today through the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.